Horses have been the fabric that has woven my life together. Hello and welcome. I am Jess Countman's equine-guided sacred messenger, guided by Equus. Join me as we journey together in the experiential world of horses and the ancient and alchemical pathway for living life connected. Horses hold the key to healing, harmony, and soul restoration. The Horse Wisdom Channel, a podcast for those seeking a deeper and more harmonious soul-purpose connection to themselves, the horses, and life. Hey there, and welcome to Episode 3 in the Horse Wisdom Channel podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here, and today I want to share with you the journey of diving into the deep wisdom of the horses through the experience of having to dismount and wait on the ground for them to teach me how to reconnect to my own soul's wisdom within so that I could experience what I needed to know through my recovery in that space with the horses. And I'll dive into this more deeply in this episode. But first, I want to bring you to a space where we are all existing maybe in this moment right now. So just take a breath and notice where you find yourself in your body. This is the biggest piece that the horses have offered me, is that every, if every morning we wake up and tune into the wisdom within our body as to what is calling us to pay attention to it, what wants us to focus on it, and even if we just breathe into it and notice how we feel in it, that can set the tone for the day. And that can actually enlighten us as to the area in life in relation to our body as to where where we need to place our attention. And I share that um, because at the time of me having to get off of my horses and spend time on the ground trying to figure out how to reconnect to them, I was so disconnected to my own body that they did not feel safe in my presence because I wasn't there. I, I really wasn't, I wasn't embodied. Um, I didn't, I was this, this shell walking around without a compassionate grounded connection. And when horses saying that goes, horses don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if we can't feel that connection to our own caring for ourselves, then how can the horse feel that we are connected to that caring for not only them, but for their safety. And if they don't feel safe in their environment, they are going to give feedback that offers the environment um, a chance to to respond. And so I'll, I'll jump into more about that um, either later on in this episode or in future episodes. I'm not too sure what we're going to get to with this because the way that this this channeling of this wisdom works is that I just become available... I just become available to what wants to inform the space. And so much of this podcast is going to be, well, no, all of it is going to be very organic as to me tuning into what the horses want to share, what comes to me as insights, and my own experiences of my past learning with them, as well as where I'm at in my own daily moments in time right now, 
that feel relative to sharing this with you guys. And so to return to this space of, of being on the ground after being a rider my whole life and training many, many horses, I had to resort and surrender to standing on the ground outside of the pen, outside of their field. Because as soon as I stepped inside the space with them, there was such a, a feedback loop that I couldn't understand, but it was such a chaotic energy um, that they all, and it didn't matter, if, even if I caught a horse and I could ride one of them, there was no focus. The whole horse was focused on everything else outside of the space that the horse and I were in. And if this sounds familiar to you, um, then understand that the horse cannot feel connected to you because you aren't connected to yourself. And by that, I mean you're, at some point in your life, you experienced something, and maybe more than one point in our life, because we all experience trauma, where your soul had to leave your body or dissociate to some extent in order to keep you safe. And so when that happens, if we don't know the pathway for our soul to feel safe enough to come back into our body, then how can an, a flight animal, a prey animal like the horse, feel safe in our company if we're actually not there? And I didn't know that this, I didn't know this at the time. I became really, I was just in a really state, I was in a state of frustration and anger and resentment as to why none of this was working anymore, why why my horses weren't responding to me the way that they used to. But the best thing that ever happened is that I surrendered. I stayed outside and I just watched them. I stopped working with them. I stopped doing everything that I knew how to do with them. And I just started to, I actually, I just, I didn't even really go out to them for about a whole winter. I let them be them and I, um, I, I resorted to, to just letting go of everything. And that, when, when you do have knowledge of, um, of an area of expertise and a love of that area, that is one of the hardest things to do is, is surrender. And it is in life in general. Surrender and letting go is, is something many people talk about, but the experience of it, um, to have it, to have the experience of it allows us to, to become available, I guess is the best way I can put it. Because when we finally let go of everything that we know to be true, there is a whole nother realm of the world that opens up for us because everything that we knew um, no longer is part of the forefront of, of how we're creating life. We have to sit back and pause and listen and wait for us to be, to have a feeling, to be guided, to have something show up for us that informs or inspires us to do something. So once again, just taking a deep breath and noticing how that, 
how that feels to you in your own body. If you've ever had the ex- experience before where, um, where you didn't know how to go on, there was nothing that felt like it was working, or there was just this relationship that you knew you had to let go of. Um, and that's what this was. This was a relationship I had, like I said in episode two, it was a relationship with my horses, but at the basis of it, it was a relationship with myself. The relationship that I had with myself was not authentic. It wasn't true to who I was because I, I wasn't really part. And so as I found myself on the ground, it took quite a while. But things began to slowly start shifting, I will say. As I stood there, I, I believe it started probably with me feeling sorry for myself or tapping into the underlying basis of the sadness that my own soul was experiencing because I wasn't connected to it. And there was a lot of anger that came out that that I would always be ashamed of um, while I was experiencing it in the moment, but I didn't know how to control it. And I, I, I couldn't... I couldn't not have it surface in most moments. And that would happen with my kids who were little and didn't understand why I was angry with my husband who, bless him, um, he just kind of took a step back and let me be angry. But getting angry at, at these people um, didn't solve my problems because I became suddenly angry at everything in the world and that nothing was working. And so as my horses forced me to stand there alongside them, because anything else that I did didn't work, I moved from anger into sadness, and I experienced a great deal of sadness that if you're, I can feel it right now as a wave almost moving through, uh, moving through our collect, the collective aspect of our consciousness. And so if that's touching you right now in a way, then this is what this podcast is built for, is to help you connect to those pieces within you, to have you understand why things in your world are happening, and help you understand the why that you are deeply connected to within you. Because when you tap into that why within you, the whole outside world shifts to adjust to the fact that you have found your purpose, your why. And as I stood there with the horses for, it felt like, I don't know, months or years, at this point in my life, there's a a period of time that's kind of a blur. And I, um, I had a, I had my other two children at that time. And so I wasn't, I was, learning how to reconnect not only to myself, but to them and to become a parent for them, to to become available for them and for my husband and for my animals. Um, and as I, I stood there with the horses, eventually I felt when enough sadness had moved through me, um, and that took a long time. So if you feel like that you maybe could cry for days, believe me, if there's enough sadness built up inside of you that you can cry for days, then eventually it's going to come out. And so putting a wall up around that, or anger as well, is only creating a point in time that the dam is going to burst 
because at some point you will no longer be able to control it because it is ruling everything else that is part of your life because it and so eventually I felt an invitation to be able to move into more of the space with my horses and so to kind of move to connect with them closer up to them and fascinating enough to me is they didn't move things began at this time because I had finally surrendered to knowing how to do everything and I had to let go to see to see what was becoming available for me like how the horses wouldn't become available until I had moved through all of this stuff so that I could become available to pay attention to what they were trying to share with me um, into came the idea of an equine guided and so I believe in divine timing and the fact that as soon as I had released and surrendered myself to the universe to my horses for them to teach me all the sudden doors began opening and it didn't transform my life overnight by any means but opportunities started presenting themselves and one doorway led to another doorway and soon enough I found myself certified as an equine guided facilitator and running my own program and yet the horses showed up and then eventually shut down and refused to join me in that space and once again I became frustrated but because I had been brought to my knees I realized that I needed to step back and stop what I was doing and pay attention and listen and so for an entire winter after I'd built up a, a decent little business um, I, I stopped bringing in clients because I knew that something wasn't right I wasn't listening to where they were guiding me to what I to how I really wanted to work I was I was trying to do it someone else's way the way that I had learned from humans and so that space of that entire winter and the next spring of me just going to the horses to for me to be with them and I still to I began to have experiences that seemed out of this world and by that I mean I would have these images or visions kind of flash in my head that was going on while I was standing there with them um, and then I would have an understanding of what either something that they wanted me to do or a memory from the past that revealed something to me about how I had been in more authentic connection with them at some point in time and that right now this time was calling for me to bring that back into effect to engage with that and so the more that I I hung out there beside them in this space the more my intuition began to open up because I let go of all of the other ways that I knew and again this didn't happen overnight but eventually I began to be able to understand what animals were sharing with us and why they were part of our life 
and and I was scared at first to to tell people this um, because and many of us can communicate with animals, I believe, and we're all intuitive and we're all empathic. We're born this way. And we create these blocks to protect ourselves for some reason through our life. And yet when you break this block down, this beautiful, this beautiful um, line of communication opens up. And it's all different for each of us. And how it opened up for me is I connect to the wisdom of the soul with the animal. So where somebody might get, um, your horse wants you to do this. I often can tap into why that animal is with you in your life and what they're here to teach you. And that can relate to a number of things that is going on for you in your life. And so as I began to release my own blocks around why my horses were in my life, I began to understand how they would show up for me and why they would show up for me in the certain way that they would. This also helped me understand how they showed up for my clients when eventually I realized that they wanted to do this work in a way that was organic, liberating, and existential. And that required no halters, that required no forethought, no plans. That required me to join them in this space of being open to whatever was going to happen, allow it to happen, and tap into the wisdom of why it was happening. And through all of those pieces, anyone who came to me for a session, the horses led it, and I slowly began to build my confidence within my own intuitive skills and my own skills of being able to feel what this person needed, to be able to feel what they were feeling, and to be able to tap into the wisdom that existed within them that they they weren't allowing themselves to tap into. And as I followed my horses and their guidance with this, the whole world began to open up and I began to understand that there was a new way to be with them that existed within me when I was, when I was a little kid and I would hang off of the fences and watch them move around the field or when I would wander out to the pasture with them and we would just move together in, as a herd. I was part of that then. And somewhere along the path in my life, I disconnected from that because I, because I entered the world of being a human with a horse. And so this, what my horses invited me to do was to re-enter, to leave the world of me being a human with a horse behind so I could re-enter their world through my connection to the innate wisdom within my body and the intuitive wisdom with my soul to be able to communicate and relate with them in order to support someone else who was trying, in order to support someone else who had shown up on the other side of us so that we could help them integrate who they were and become part of the herd. This is still work that I do every day with them, wandering out there to hang out with them and be in this space without an agenda. And now don't get me wrong, I go out there 
and I have to, at some point I know I have to trim their feet or I have to do this or I have to do this. But as I enter that space, because um, there was many years that I didn't want to push my relationship with them from that, that old paradigm. So I actually allowed them to become what I call a semi-feral herd. Um, I was raising at least one or more foals a year, and I would connect with them, but I didn't do a lot of handling them like you would with a normal horse because I did not want to fall backwards into that old trap of doing it from a human's perspective. Um, so I, I let their feet go. I let their training go. I let, I let them go. They just kind of became horses in my life. And I would walk out to them and I would meet them and they would open that space up and allow me to become part of the herd. And the more they allowed me to become part of their herd without me needing to go and do something with them, the more I was able to connect to my own instinctive nature, my own intuitive nature, and my own um, innate wisdom within as we related to each other and, um, and, and I learned how to communicate with them. And then one day I got an invitation from one of my stallions to climb on. He was a, a two-year-old stallion. Um, at that point, he was in a pen with one of my older stallions. And so this invitation from him came through a thought, and it was just an image that he sent me of me riding him, just climbing on and riding him. So I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. And I sat on the, climbed up on the fence, and I just started talking to him, and I just kind of offered him, well, I'm here. If you're willing to do this, then let's see where this takes us. And no word of a lie, he walked over and aligned himself with the fence. And this was the first time I'd ever got on him. And he was a big, powerful stallion. He had a lot of energy. Um, he was a presence in himself. And he was super sensitive. So I knew that um, if something happened, <laughs> a lot could go wrong. However, the beauty of riding bareback is that you can easily slide off and not get hung up because I've ridden bareback many times in my life, and that is the way I love starting horses now or beginning to climb on their back, because if something happens, you just slide off the other side. So back to this rendezvous with my stallion. He walked over, and I climbed on, and I sat there just in gratitude and amazement for what had just happened. And this was the first of many invitations from him and it actually helped me understand that I really don't, that I had not only started to let go of that old paradigm of, of how I interacted with the horses, because I was terrified that I would, I could easily drop back into me being the, the one in control. And this idea of the evolution of consciousness with the horse human relationship. I feel and I believe is about us connecting together to learn from each other. And so if I dropped back into that state of thinking that I 
have to take the reins, then that would disconnect that relationship and I wouldn't be available to learn from them. So with my horses, I, I do a lot of things different that most people may not do. And I've, um, I've got some feedback on it that maybe isn't positive, but that feedback actually helped me realize that if I don't allow my horses to, um, share themselves with me in a way that gives them a voice, then I've essentially shut them down. So by that, I mean, sometimes I will have a horse that will lift its leg and paw at me, um, or, or do something with its head to get my attention or tell me that now is not the right time to get on my back. And if I don't listen and tune into the deeper understanding that they're trying to offer, then I have disconnected from that, that harmonious, willing relationship of trust and, um, and connection. So bringing that relationship forward is my goal at this time and to explore, to explore what can happen when we become available without needing to have an outcome. And that has opened up, again, a whole nother realm of this world in that my horses have um, just shared so much about, about how they want to help us shape um, our lives and the world around us. And I use the term being able to build a beautiful horse because that's what is the image I get now is if you're in connection with a horse at this level in this kind of communication and you're willing to, um, to respect and respond to what they are inviting and offering or saying no to, then there is this way that we can go deeper together to find a resolution to that. And so to kind of bring this all full circle, where I want to um, essentially use this podcast is to translate the wisdom that the horses are offering. This idea of being able to tune into the horses and tune into the energy field of people as an individual and also as a collective inspired me to start um, tapping into what the wisdom of each each week holds for us, um, which I share in what I call the Horse Wisdom Energy Weekly Forecast. It's on YouTube, and um, you can find that under Guided by Equus. And then what I discovered is that you can tune into the energy of each day. Um, no different than you can tune into any sort of energetic field that exists within the universe tuning into the energy of each day is a way to better help us understand and navigate what's going on in our world. Um, and so I offer that as a, in, in what I call the Horse Wisdom Monthly Guidebook. So it's an invitation to tap into um, what I sense as the energetic wisdom that each day holds. And wisdom is something that you have to move through the experience of in order to gain knowledge of how you, how you work with it. 
And so the, um, the guidebook offers a daily connection to, through one of my horses. So it will come to me that this horse wants to share its wisdom of the soul wisdom of, um, of whatever each horse has to offer. And then for connecting that soul wisdom to the energy of what we are navigating with each day. Now, some people do this astrologically. Some people do this through numerology. I do it just by tuning into what I call the soul wisdom or the universal wisdom of what each day brings us an opportunity for as to how to engage with it, how to engage with that energy. So again, that's the monthly guidebook. Um, and there's a link below that you can download this free guidebook each and every month. It's complimentary to you so that you have a navigational tool. Um, in addition to that, at the beginning of 2020, I wanted to take this a step farther. And I thought, well, 2020 is supposed to be this big, amazing year. Um, so there must be the capability to tap into the energy of each month. So I did that and I got um, an understanding of what each month offers us as, as a way to engage with it, to tap into the experiential wisdom within what the month holds for us to um, not only connect to, but to experience and create, create an embodied sense of of finding our purpose through that engagement. And so that is what I want to align these podcasts to, is being able to share the wisdom of what the horses offer through the experience of being able to connect to the opportunal wisdom that each month holds. And again, wisdom is found when we learn how to move through the experience of to create that sense of deep knowing within us. So with that, I'll give you an example of what I tapped into. January was the essence of capturing. And so the wisdom that is held within capturing is... um, when we capture something, what is it that we are, why is it that we are connecting to it and what is it that we want from it? And if we've captured something, what then do we do with it? And so the horse that was guiding that wisdom was Surf and his soul wisdom is to resurrect. So interesting that whatever it was that we were connected to the essence of capturing, it was in, in part to help us resurrect something within ourselves. And so to be honest, I feel like January flew by so fast that I can't even recall what happened in that month to be able to bring a story into um, supporting that. But February was initiating the wisdom of, and the horse that was guiding that wisdom was ego, and his soul wisdom is to nullify. So to nullify means to bring to an end. Um, and so interesting that we're initiating the wisdom of nullifying something. And if we go back to the month of February, there was a lot that was going on in the world and, um, and likely internally for us that was leading us into March, which was 
the energy of deciding what's most important and threading the elements of into our daily living or into business or into relationship is what I have written down. And the horses that was guiding, the horses that were guiding that wisdom were two horses, uh, Fancy, whose soul wisdom is to inquire, and Ishil, whose soul wisdom is to harmonize. And while March didn't really feel like there was a lot of harmony in it, um, there was a lot of inquiry, a lot of decisions made, whether they were ours or not, that's kind of, um, I'll leave that to you to, to decide. Um, and the threading the elements of, so what's deciding what's most important, even if someone else makes a decision for us, we have to decide what's most important to us. And once we make that decision, we can then thread those elements of what's most important to us into our lives. So whether we were kind of positioned in a way that we had to first inquire, like fancy offers, inquire about what is going on in this world and what is most important to us, and then with Ishil to harmonize that. So how do we come into harmony with these this decision and the elements, threading those elements into our life? Um, and so to kind of bring that forward into the month of April, I'm going to um, offer you April as as its own wisdom in episode four, but I just wanted to kind of give you a taste of what I want to share or what my goal is to share through this podcast. And there'll be other elements for sure, um, because the last piece that came to me was the idea of of field timing and balance. And so in the horse world, that is really related to how you relate to a horse in order to train it. The better field timing and balance you have, the better trained the horse is going to become. But actually, those are elements that we can use to not only connect to our horses to create better horses and to create a, a better relationship to them, because the more ability to feel we have, the more able we are to tap into what that feeling is and feel is related to compassion. So to feel for another is to have compassion for what they are feeling themselves. Timing is the, um, many of us think as of timing as a linear approach, but actually timing in the, um, as related to the intuition and to the animal world is very cyclical. Not the animal world itself, but nature, in essence, is very cyclical. And so how do we bring timing into the cycle of where we're at, whether it's working with a horse, whether it's moving through our day, whether it's within a relationship? Um, when we can respond through these timing cycles um, based on our instinct and our intuition, we become more connected to to the timing of something where how to respond when to release when to realize when to move that's all related to timing and then balance is the last one and balance is um, many of us know what balance is it's creating a, a balance within within one or more things um, and if I can just put it out that that's one of the biggest um, challenges in life is to find balance in, in what we do and what we're involved in. 
And as related to the horse, when you have a very balanced horse who's working off of his hind end, um, that frees up his front end to be able to elevate, to be able to rise and then position himself in the ability to move or engage in any direction possible. So when we are superbly balanced in our life and with our horse, we can rise up and move forward in any direction that we choose or that is calling to us or that we feel and then find that timing to take that step. So all of these are aspects and elements that I want to bring in and not only want that I'm, I'm going to use them as the elements to bring this podcast to life in a way that is really relevant and inspiring and helps you create these connections for yourself in your own world, whether that's with animals, whether that's with your humans, whether that's with yourself. Um, I'm super excited to, to be able to have found a way to, to bring this channel to life, all this channel of everything that I've kind of found that has worked for me, that has worked for me with my horses, that has worked for me as a parent, that has worked for me as a coach, that has worked for me as a spouse, that has worked for me in my relationship to me. I'll end off with one last piece um, that I think is kind of humorous. Right now, amidst um, being in lockdown, all of the essential services are closed. And so I, I really realized after trying to put a bunch of videos together that I, I feel like I look better in short hair. So this morning, I cut my hair off. Um, my oldest daughter was horrified and the next three thought it was kind of cool. And I love it. And so without having that confidence to take the step to feel really authentic, because the only reason I was trying to grow my hair long is because that's what women are supposed to do is grow their hair long. And then it's beautiful. Well, mine wasn't beautiful. It was naughty because it's curly and it was just a hassle. And as soon as I cut it off, it, I love it. I feel like a new revived sense of who I am. And so that's what I, my goal is to give you is this ability to have the confidence to do what it takes to metaphorically cut your own hair if that's what you feel like, because it will give you that, um, that ability to know that within you, you have found what is true for you. And so I invite you to join me in the next episode, episode four, where we get to bring all of these elements together in a way that helps us understand April through the wisdom of the horses. So much love to all of you guys, and thank you so much for joining me here. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with us on the Horse Wisdom Channel. Your support makes this channel possible, and I really and truly mean that. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more, please hit the subscribe button, and don't forget to leave your review. You can find us on Facebook, Jess Countman's Guided by Equus with Butte Morgans. Follow us on Instagram, at Jess Guided by Equus. If you are looking for mentorship, guidance, or support, check out our website, www.jesscountmans.com. And lastly, don't forget to download your complimentary copy of the Horse Wisdom Cosmic Energy Monthly Guidebook. You can find the link to download in the show notes. 
Till next time, take care, be inspired, and may the horse be with you.